Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Masech is Gittin, is daf Ayin Ches. 78. This is Hashem. We're starting the third line on the page. We're going to have three sections in today's daf. The first is going to wrap up the last Mishnah. We're going to talk about the rule of Kelev Shal Koina Rishus Makne, Kech Rishus Moicher, see if we can imply anything from the Mishnah's cases, throwing it into his Rishus, her Rishus. We'll see about that. The second section is going to be the new Mishnah that says if he gives it in a way that is not clear why he's giving it. So we'll see actually there's a machlekes tanoim in the b'risa. Mishnah will take one side. If he had to take it back and then re-give it to her, or he could just say what he needs to in terms of this is your get. And then the final section is going to be the last Mishnah on the page in Ayin Chesim which is we're going to see if it's closer to him, closer to her, if they're in a public domain. We'll talk about it, the same scenarios of Kedushin or Balchov, and that'll take us through Ayin Chesim so let's get started. We said in the Mishnah yesterday, we had three cases. This is the beginning of the parak, Hazorik, Ayin Zayin Aleph. We said if he throws a get to his wife and she's inside of her bed or her courtyard, she's divorced. So we explained yesterday, because Chatzir Shal Adam Kanoi Lahem, that the person's courtyard can acquire for them for Gitin. We learned this out because it says Benasan Biyada. Benasan is in general, so it means in general it could be effective. <coughs> the second case of the Mishnah was, he threw it to her in his house or threw it to her in his uh, courtyard. So he said, even if he is with her in the bed, she's not divorced. And the final point we said was that if she was in his courtyard, but he put it inside of her cheka or kalsa, he put it in her lap or in her uh, knitting, knitting box, whatever his personal items, she would be divorced. So from those two cases, we're going to be medayik now uh, based on a machlokis we have elsewhere. Now, yeah, let's see. Let's see it inside, and we'll see. So, says the Gemara. Afilo hu ima b'mita. Says the Gemara. So even if he's with her in bed, the halacha is if he throws it to her, but it's in his courtyard or his rishos, she's not divorced. So Amar Rava, shanu al b'mita shelo. It's only going to be ineffective in this case if it's placed in his bed. Avo b'mita shelo. But if he put the get in her bed. Um, even though it's in his courtyard or in his house, Migureshes, she would be divorced. Tanina Mihachi, the Gemara says, we also have a Bryce that supports this, Rabbi Yezer Oimer, if he puts it in his bed, in his courtyard, she's not divorced. In her bed, that's within his courtyard or his house, she would be considered divorced. Now, before we see the next point, just there is a Machlokis in Maseches Baba Basra, then the Machlokis is, <coughs> If I'm selling you an item and you bring your kalim into my rishus and I put the item inside of your kalim, so the mocher puts the item that he's selling inside of the kalim of the lokeach, of the purchaser, but it's in the rishus of the mocher. So as a machlokis, if you can acquire with your kalim, superseding the rishus that it's in, which is the seller's rishus. 
So Gemara says, well, you could be medayik from this very clearly. You're going to say that if it's placed in her bed, she's divorced. It's the kalim of the buyer and the rishos of the seller. In this case, that means it's her vessels in, his, in her husband's rishos. So you see, yes, the kalim supersedes the rishos. And then this would be a psak, like the Mandam Baba Basar says, that the kalim shalakach b'shos mocher could acquire something that's put inside of the item. So we could deduce from this that the vessels of the purchaser in the in the domain of the seller are able to acquire an item for the purchaser. And where it says you can be pushed at that shaila and babasar, you can push at the to like that that option in the machlokas. So Gemara says lo, it's not necessarily a proof because lotricha de gavasara. The case here could be where the beds are ten tvachim tall. Now ten tvachim tall is considered rishus bifneatzma. Separate entity, separate region. So therefore, maybe in such a case, when you put the get on top of her bed in the husband's rishus, she'd be divorced. If it was less than that, though, it wouldn't, because maybe we really would go like the other sheet that says that the kalim of the buyer and the rishus of the seller are not able to make a transaction. Asks the Gemara, But what about the place of the legs? Meaning the place of the legs of the bed are within ten tvachim of the ground. So therefore, essentially, this bed is not placed above ten tvachim because it's leaning on the legs which are not within ten tfachim, within ten tvachim of the ground. Exactly. So you so you should still be able to resolve from this that the kalim of the buyer are able to acquire in the property of the seller. Sigmar says Lo Sorry, Sigmar says a person is not makbid, means the husband does not care about the place of the legs of the bed. I.e. he says if it's ten tvachim tall, there are legs, that's true. But I could still use the place under the bed because of the height of the bed. I don't care that those are there. And therefore, when I put it on top of the bed, it is out of my domain, meaning it's considered a separate rishus in this case. That's why it would be effective. He doesn't care about the fact that there's the legs within the tvachim, and therefore she'd be divorced. But maybe we'd go like the other sheet that says, really, in general, the kalim of the lokach would not be effective to purchase in the rishus of the mocher. Right, let's move on. The, the Mishnah final point was And we're going to go through the same, a similar Shaklavataria now. The Mishnah told us that if he puts the get inside of her uh, lap or inside of her basket, she would be divorced. Again, so the Gemara says, Am I? Why would she be divorced? She's inside of his Rishus and he's putting it inside of her basket. So, you see from here that the vessels of the Lokech are able to purchase in, in the Rishus of the Mocher. They could acquire. Amai, why is this effective? Who again? <coughs> it's the vessels of the lokach. The woman in this case is accepting the get, and the rishus of the mocher, the seller. In this case, the husband who's giving her the get. So it must be that that is actually effective. Not like the man who says in Baba Basra that it's not. So the Gemara gives five resolutions why it's not necessarily a proof to that opinion. Because Amr Vyudam or Shmuel, first answer. So first off, we could say it could be that the basket she has is tied to her. Now, since it's tied to her, just as you put it in her hands, she'd be divorced. If her basket's tied to her, it's like putting it in her hands. I mean, no, that would be effective, certainly, even if she's in Israel. That has nothing to do with her kalim, and therefore she'd be divorced when it's put in that basket as well. So you the same idea. Now, the second answer, it could be tied even though it's not actually hanging on her. Now, what does that mean? It means that it doesn't actually have to be hanging on her body even, as long as it's tied to her, even if it's on the floor. So it's considered as if he's giving it to her. He's not mock bit on the space that takes up and she would be divorced. 
Ravada Barahava Amar, third answer, She's sitting on the ground, and her basket is between her thighs. So it's between her lap, essentially. He's not Makbet on the space that she's taking up in that way, and therefore she would be divorced uh, when he puts the get in that area. Exactly. Exactly, that's her space. And therefore, he's not going to be Makbed on that, and she'll be divorced. That's not considered, though, Kalim Shalokeh Abshus Mocher, because that's something that it's considered hers altogether. Here's an interesting answer. Her husband's a basket seller. So her husband's used to having baskets around the house. Therefore, he's not Makbed on her basket that's in the house. So when he puts it in there, he's saying, essentially, that's yours, and I give it to you. Not that he's going to be Makbed on that at all, and therefore, she'll be divorced. Rabbi Yochanan says that the place, as a general rule, Rabbi Yochanan says, the place of her basket, means her personal items, is always acquired over to her. Rashi explains is that when a person marries a woman, <coughs> the understanding is, I'm bringing you into this house, and the place that you have your personal items, that's like your location. So that's not even my location. It's not like Rishos Mocher. It's, it's your location. Similarly, the place of her basket is acquired to her. Amar Rav, my time with Rabbi Yochanan. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Yochanan? This is not Makbed on the place of his wife's lap or the place of his wife's basket. He throws it into her lap or into her basket or anything that's like her kalsa, like her basket. She's divorced. means that's her area. He gives her that area, and therefore she'd be divorced if it goes there. So the Gemara just wonders, what does it mean, anything that's like her basket? The Gemara answers, The satchel or the basket, I don't know, the bag or something that she uses to eat her dates in, the point is, it's something that's personal to her. And when he marries her, that's considered an area that he automatically gives her, so therefore it would be effective for divorce. And again, the point we've shown is that this doesn't necessarily prove that the kalim of the mocher, Mikhailam Adalokeach would acquire in the property of the Mocher because there's a reason he gives her this area specifically over here. And therefore, it should be divorced. Exactly. Let's move on to the second point of the day. Now, the Mishnah tells us like this. We know, let me just speak this out for a second. The Torah tells us two things, really, that we're going to focus in on over here. The Torah says, Vinasan biyada. First off, there has to be some sort of an action of giving between the man and the woman when it comes to the get. He has to give her the get. Put it in her hands, which means in her rishos, like we learned. But in addition, there's another concept of a shilchami beso. He has to send her from his house. Sending her from his house means she has to be aware that what she received is a get, because otherwise she's not sent from his house. So he has to tell her, this is a get. Now we're going to show over here in this Mishnah, you have to do vinasan biyada and vishilcha, but they don't necessarily have to be in that order, which is very interesting, is that he could give it to her and later tell her, this is a get. Without her realizing. And we're going to show this in Machlokis Tanoim. The other town of Shimon ben Elazar, we'll see in the Gemara, is going to hold in the Brisa. Actually, you have to say it at the time that you're giving it initially. And if you wouldn't, you'd have to take it back and re give it and then say it. That's the point. That document I gave you yesterday. Exactly. That wouldn't be effective according to Shimon ben Elazar. According to our mission, it is effective. We're getting into creative cases now where he's giving a creative sort of giving. So it says the Mishnah. So he gives her a get, a get, and he says, accept this debt. So meaning, she doesn't read it. She doesn't realize what it is. And he says, accept this debt. Okay. Or she finds it behind him. And it's not clear what this case is. We're going to have to analyze this in the Gemara. It sounds like she takes it from behind him, like it's on his body somehow, and she removes it from him. Okay. 
Korah is a strange case for sure. Korah. You have something on your back. Exactly. Yeah. No, or, no, or he says, I have something here for you. She takes it, oh. but she doesn't even know necessarily what it is. So Korah Vareu Gita. Then she reads it after, could be an hour later, and it's a get. Okay. Ain't no get. It's not effective. Now, Lachar, it's not effective, again, because she didn't necessarily understand what it was for. And also, there's a potential issue of a Nasan. He didn't give it right. to her. So we're going to analyze this in the Gemara. The Mishnah says, until he tells her, this is your get, which means she doesn't know that it's a get. It's an issue of a shilcham so because he has to send her from his house. So if he would tell her that, then she could be divorced, which Rashi speaks out. Even if he would tell her later, not at the time that it was given, because she had no idea what it was at the time of the giving. Nonetheless, it would be v'shilcha later. This somehow acts as v'nasan. We'll see how, and therefore, she'll be divorced. In a similar case, nasan v'hi If he gives it in her hands while she's sleeping. So while she's sleeping, she doesn't necessarily, she doesn't have the das to accept it altogether. Ne'ora, and then she wakes up. Kora, she reads it, v'areogita, it's her get. And again, she's Again, he, she's not divorced until he tells her, this is your get. That would fulfill v'shilcham ibeso. Says the Gemara, ki amar la hagitech mai havei. Asks the Gemara, what does it accomplish? He said, mitzahasum if she takes it from behind him. And then he says to her afterwards, at some point, this is your get. But what does that accomplish? That is very similar to the case of He puts it on the ground and he tells her, take it from the ground. And what's the halacha in that case? That's not effective. Why is that not effective? Because he didn't do vinasan. He didn't give it to her. So how is it effective here? So the Gemara says, Right? She, she, he, he, he lowered it. I don't know how they translate it. How do they translate that word there? She pulled it from him. So she pulled it from him. So there was some action of Nesina between him and her. Even if she pulled it from him, he didn't give it to her. So what does that accomplish ultimately? If she's removing it from his body, that's not considered a giving. So the Gemara says, and that's not, that's not happening. So the Gemara answers, He twisted his hips and then he, she, she took it from him. It means Rashi explains that the get was somehow lodged between his belt and Muslim, I guess, means his loins. But the point is, it was lodged between it, under his belt, let's say. And he turns to her, but he tilts his body towards her. He didn't actually have to physically use his hand to give it to her. That would also constitute a giving. That's a creative sort of giving. And then she takes it. That's considered Vinasan So that's Vinasan Biyada, exactly. The Gemara says the Brisa supports this. If he tells her, accept this. Shtarchov, this is a debt. I mean, he didn't tell her it's a get. Oje shalafto me'achorov, again. Or, it's a debt for him. It's a debt for him, exactly. That's a different reason. You're right. Oje shalafto me'achorov, or she removes it from him, which we're understanding means he tilted his hips, like we said. If she reads it after and it is a get, she's not divorced, says the first opinion is Rebbe. Until he tells her after, this is your get. So this is like our Mishnah, which is that he can he gives it in a way that she doesn't realize it's a get. So he's but he hasn't been Mekayim Vishilchami Beso. Afterwards, he can tell her Vishilchami Beso, even though he's already given it to her. Now, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, he argues, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, She's not divorced until he takes it back from her. And then he re-gives it to her, and says, this is your get. It means Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar's opinion seems to be, 
the moment you give it, you also have to say this is your get. You can't be mekayim v'shilcha unless you're also being mekayim at the same time v'nasan. You can't do v'nasan before v'shilcha. Now the second case of our Mishnah, which he also argues on, and this is all in the Brisa, nasnu v'yadavihiyashen. If you put it in her hands while she was sleeping, nayara she wakes up, v'kara she reads v'areyogita. It's her get. Eno get at sheomer la hagitech diver Rebbe. Again, Rebbe, like our Mishnah says, he could just say to her later, "This is your get," even though he gave it before. That's acceptable. Again, he has to take it back from her, give it back to her, and say, this is your get. So we have a machlokis in both cases. Does he need to retake it back and give it and then say, or can he just say, as, as Rabbi says, Now we need to highlight the machlokis in both cases. If we only had the first case, right, where he gave it as a chov, or he sloped his body towards her so she could accept it. Maybe there, Rabbi says, you can say later, this is your get. Because when he gave it to her, she was at least cognizant at the time. She was awake. So maybe that's considered a venosan, and you could do it with the Vishilcha later. But the second case where she's sleeping, she's not fit to be divorced because she's not cognizant at all of reality. Maybe he'd agree to Rabshim ben Elazar. You have to do the venosan again. You say, take it back and give it back to her in a state where she's awake. So, so, there, so you, can't, you can't give it and say it. You can't give it and say it, exactly. According to everybody, everybody, you have to say later, at least according to Rebbe, you'd have to say later, this is your get, because she is, yeah. She's in a coma. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's, exactly, right, right, exactly. And if we only had the second case, in that case, Rabbi Shem says, where she's sleeping, that uh, you have to take it back and re-give it to her and say, this is your get. But in the first case, maybe he'd agree to Rebbe and say, look, she was awake, so maybe it acts as Benasan. Sricha, therefore we need both cases. All right, let's go to another case over here. Amarava. Now we really spoke about this a little bit earlier in the like a couple dafim ago, last daf. Amarava Kasav Laget Avda. So now your Evid is considered your property. So if he wrote a get and he gave it to the hands of her slave, Evid Kanani. Now like this. It makes a difference what the what state the Evid is in. If the Evid is sleeping and she's guarding the Evid, so she is divorced. Now, why is that? Because then it's considered it's considered guarded with her intention because the Evid doesn't have the ability to guard that get. So he, she, Evid, while the Evid is sleeping. So she's guarding her property and this, and this get that's within it. Nay, or now if the Evid's awake, Eno get, she's not divorced. Because it's guarded property, not on her watch. The Evid has his own das. He's guarding this now, and therefore she wouldn't be divorced. As we learned earlier, Venus and Biyad, it has to be like her hand. We learned earlier that it has to be guarded with she's her not, das. She's not guarding him. Exactly, he's not away. with the Evid's das. Asks the Gemara Yashnu get, but there's a different issue here. Wait a second. If he's if even if the Evid's sleeping and she's guarding it, how could it be a get? This is considered a moving chatzer. An Evid can move. An Evid's a it's a person. So if he could move, Rava himself says, if you have a movable property, in this case an Evid's an example of that, you can't acquire using Kenyan Chatzer with that item. So how's it effective here? Maybe he'll say sleeping is different since right now he can't move technically because he's sleeping. So maybe that could acquire. The problem is that if it could move theoretically, it wouldn't acquire in the case that it's moving. So even if it's staying still, it you can't acquire either. So how's it effective here? So the answer is Shani, sorry, the Hilchasa and the Halacha is 
bikafus, that when would it be effective if the Evid was actually tied up, so he was totally unable to move, not just sleeping, so he's not currently moving, but he's totally unable to move, not, then he would be considered not in the category of Chatzim Aleches, and she would be divorced. The Rush points out here, it has to be that he's sleeping and he's tied up. So this would be a very creative scenario. It's like going to go out with a bang, you know, divorce your wife like that. That would be very creative. Tie up the Evid while he's sleeping, put the get on the Evid's property, and then she'd be divorced. Says the Mishnah, part number three here. Now we're going to talk about Rishus Rabim. So far we were talking about her property, his property. Now we're going to talk about public domain. Now when it comes to public domain, there's generally a rule, Arba Amos Shel Adam Kinuyaloi, which means that the four Amos of a person, even in public domain, can make acquisitions for you. So the, the Mishnah tells us as follows. So if he was, they were standing, he was standing in a, uh, she was standing in public domain, and he threw the get to her. See, they both were. Karovla, if the get is closer to her, Migureshes, she's divorced. Karovla, if it's closer to him, Eina Migureshes, she is not divorced. Mechzal Nechza, if it's 50-50, Migureshes, Eina Migureshes, it's a Suffolk Gerushin. Now we're going to see in the Gemara, what do you mean closer to him or her? What does that really mean? We have three explanations. And the Gemara tells us similarly regarding Kiddushin, which means if he threw Kesef Kiddushin to her, they're both standing in public domain, closer to her they'd be married, closer to him not. It's the same thing regarding paying back a debt, which means what? If the lender said to the borrower who had borrowed money earlier, throw me the money you owe me, you owe me for the debt. Vizarkula and he throws it to Vizarkula, he throws it to the lender, Karavla Milva, if it's closer to the lender, Zacha Milva, Halaiva, change the gears here. If it's closer to the lender, so then the borrower is Zaycha. Now, why do you mean the borrower is Zaycha? It means it's considered that your debt is paid up and the borrower is off the hook because it's closer to the lender. Karavalaiva, if the money is still closer to the borrower, Halaiva Chayev, so the borrower is still Chayev, meaning if that money gets destroyed or whatever, it's not, you didn't pay up and therefore you're still Chayev. If it was 50-50, so then they would both uh, split it. And we'll see in the Gemara, basically it's a suffix, what it is, in terms of being paid or not. So Gemara now wonders like this. What's that? Well, if it's close... But he hasn't... He hasn't relieved himself of his debt. Well, right, would mean that they would both split whatever comes out of this. It means, let's say, fire descends from heaven and burns that money up, but it was, it was yeah, mechzal mechza. Right. So now it's going to be like you paid up half the debt and not the other right. half. So yachloku, right. that's the point. Yeah. yeah. What does it mean closer to her? What does it mean closer to him? So we're going to have to analyze, figure out what's the case exactly. So I have three explanations. Amarav. Arba Amos Shalah, Zeokarovla, within her four Amos, which acquires for a person in public domain, so that's considered closer to her. Arba Amos Shalah, within his four Amos, Zeokarovla, that's considered closer to him, and therefore it acquires. The Lord says, okay, wait a second. So then what's the case of 50 50, of half and half, that we said is a suffix? So let's see, right. So now we're going to go through a, few, a series of trying to explain, according to Rav, what it would be. So they were both in Arba Amos. means they were both within the same four Amos. He put the money down. Now, this creates a bit of a suffix because is, does it act for her or does it act for him? They're both in that the same Arba Amos. So the Gemara says, asks the Gemara, for one second, let's just figure out which of the two was there first. 
because whichever one came first, their Arba Amas should supersede the other one's Arba Amas. So if the husband came first, she's not divorced. If she came first to that area, she would be divorced. Maybe you'll say they both arrived in that Arba Amas at exactly the same time. So that's the suffix. It's impossible that they were exactly there at the same time. Somebody had to be there first, so it shouldn't be a suffix. She's either divorced or not. So Ella, Amr of Kahana, of Kahana says, like you were saying, we're talking about where there, there's eight Amos exact between them, turning to Ein Chesmud Beis, and the get emerges from his four Amma area into her four Amma area. So this is a suffix because it's half and half. Gomorrah says, it doesn't work. Because it's still contained by him, it's still held by him. And there's a rule the Torah says, it has to be put entirely into her estate. It's not in her estate, it's half in his. So the Gemara says she shouldn't be divorced, it's not a suffix at all. Ella, the Gemara says, Rabbi Rav Yosef, the suffix here is really in testimony. There's two groups of people that walk into court. One said that it was closer to him, it was within his four amos, and the other one said it was closer to her. So that's how we would explain the suffix according to Ravis, where it's certainly in his four amos or hers, so then she's either divorced or not. But where two pairs of witnesses show up giving contradictory testimony, that creates a suffix. Rav Yechanan says a second explanation. Rav Yechanan says, What does it mean, Karavla? Even if it's within a hundred amos of her, that's considered closer to her. So we have to see what that means in a moment. When we say that it's closer to him, even with a hundred amos of him. So the Gemara says, Well, then what would be the case of Mechzal Mechza? means according to Rav Yochanan, it would come out that. If, as whoever it's closer to, it doesn't make a difference. As long as it's closer to you, even if it's 100 amos away from you, and it's 150 amos away from me, you'll be divorced in terms of the woman versus the man. So then what's the case of mechzal mechza? It was explained to me in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, basically it comes out like this. If he's able to guard it, he throws it to her in a way that it's in a place he could guard it, she can't guard it. So Rabbi Yechanan means to say that will be considered still in his domain and she's not divorced. If she could guard it, and he's not able to, that would be considered closer to her. It means it could be very far away, that's the point. It doesn't have to be within four amos, but if it's something that you could protect the woman, you'd be divorced. Only he could protect, not divorced. If they're both able to guard it, or or they're both not able to, so that would be the suffix our Mishnah, our, our Mishnah states. The Gemara tells us, The Rabbanan said over this explanation, in the name of Rabbi Yonasan, in front of Rabbi Yochanan. So they said over essentially Rabbi Yochanan's explanation, in front of him, Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Yonasan, who was from Bavel, had ascended to Eretz Yisrael. And Am Rabbi Yochanan said, Our Babylonian friends know how to explain this reason. It's the right shot, as I said. That supports Rabbi Yochanan's explanation. Rabbi Yezer Omer If it's closer to her than to him, and a dog came and took the get. she's not divorced. Now, one second. Why is she not divorced? Closer to her. 
Oh, it was right. close to her, so she should have been divorced right away. Right. So who cares if a dog took it? Gemara says, was she not divorced? Does she always have to guard her yet? That's not true. Right. Meaning, once she's divorced, once she's the get can be thrown died. in the garbage. Yeah. So Gemara says, This is what it means to say. It's closer to her than it is to him. It means, even if it was closer to her than it was close to him, and a dog would come and take it, but the iluba kelav inaytla dog come and take it. Vehu yachal l'shaimra vehi ene yachal l'shaimra l'shaimrai. Even if it was closer to her, but he was able to guard it and not him, so she never received it. Ene megureshes she wouldn't be divorced. So this is a similar idea to Rabbi Yochanan, which is it all has to do with who has the capacity right now to protect it. So the same idea if. It was cl- even if it was actually closer to her, but he was able to guard it and not her, got burnt, she's not divorced. Same idea. But we're saying that it's closer to her. We're saying it's within her dollar just means that she could actually protect it. it was, Maybe it could be 100 feet away, right. and if something would come, she'd be able to prevent damage from occurring to it. Exactly. Meaning, essentially, it's in her. In that way, it's like it's in her it's domain. Not control, but it's not in her exactly. Because if it was in her dollar lamas, that'd be like the first answer. Right. right. Exactly. Third answer. of So he said like this sharp point. He said to Rabbi Yehuda, you should teach that it has to be enough that she could bend down and take it. So he's the most machmer of all the shitas. She's only divorced if she could actually bend down and pick up the get. Not arba amos, certainly not a hundred amos, and she can guard it, that's not effective. But you can't make a psak like this. It means I'm not going to tell you to pask in this way. You can't say she's divorced until it actually re- enters her hand. Meaning, Shmuel was telling him is, in terms of psak halacha, you have to be machmir to say it has to enter her hand. There was a story like this, that it was put under, under by her feet, etc. And she could have theoretically bent down and picked it up, but she didn't. And the husband died. And Shmuel required chalitza, because they were machmir, or they required, the people at the time, the rabbis required chalitza, because he said, you can only paskin, she's certainly divorced when it actually enters her hand, not even if it's right next to her that she can bend down and pick it up. Okay, let's go a little bit ahead. We said in the Mishnah, it's the same idea with Kiddushin. He throws it to her and it's closer to her, closer to him, and then we said it's the same idea by a chov, meaning where the lender says, throw me my money, if it's closer to him, it's paid up, if it's not closer to him, it's not paid up, we only said this halacha, that karav loy, that she would be considered divorced if it's closer car of lush. It's closer to her, she'd be divorced. And Rashi explains because she could be divorced against her will. So even if it's close to her, she's also divorced. But not for something else. Rashi speaks out, not for Chovas. So Kedushin. Well, we said it is it is the same idea. If it's closer to her, she could be married. We have a hekish, we'll see in Basakh's Kedushin, that d- compares divorce and marriage. So they're also being close is considered effective. But the problem is our Mishnah also said, it's the same with debts. If the lender says, throw me my debt, the Zarkulay throws it to him. If it's closer to the lender, so then the borrower is Zocha, meaning he's considered as paid up his debt. If it's closer to the borrower, still halova if the borrower is still chayev to pay. If it was 50-50, so you see it's the same halacha of closeness is an effective payment when it comes to debts as well. How can you say it's not for debts? The Gemara answers, 
in our Mishnah we're talking about where the lender specifically said, throw me my debt and you'll be exempt. But in general, to pay off that weight would not be effective. Yihachi, the Gemara says, if that's true, my lamemra. So then what's the Chiddush? He's like Mochel. That's basically his Mochel. He's saying, so that you'll, be, you'll be exempt. So then what's the Chiddush of our Mishnah? So Lutzricha, the Gemara says, the Chiddush would be the Amr Lei, Zrok Lichobi Betaras Gitin. He didn't say, throw me my, my, my uh, debt and you'll be exempt. He said, throw me it like the laws of Gittin. So what he meant to say was, and you'll be exempt because Karav Loi or Karav Law is, is actually effective. So the Gemara says, Vakati But then still, what's the Chiddush? Essentially, what he's saying is, if it comes closer to me, I'm acquiring it. So then what's the Chiddush? You might say, The lender can say to the borrower, I was just messing around with you. I didn't really mean to acquire it if it's closer to me. Since he said it should be like Gitin, that would actually be effective. Okay, a few, more, a few final halachas here. Let's say he threw a get to her, but it was attached to a string. I know strings attached. He had a string attached to the get, and he's holding on to the string. So she's holding the get, and he's holding the string. Right. So if he's able to pull it and bring the get to him, because that's not a proper and He didn't give it to her. The imla, but if not, then that, I mean that's called strings attached. then she would be divorced. If not, if he would pull it, the string would break and she'd be divorced, and, and she would own it, then she would be divorced. My time, what's the reason? So the Gemara says, but you know, Christus, because there has to be a separation. Veleka, but if he could pull it back, it's not considered a separation and she's not divorced. If her hand's made like a downward, like a pipe, meaning her hand is bent downwards, sloping downwards, right. so he throws the get into it, even if it reaches her hands, she's not divorced, meaning it's going to fall out of her hands, she's, she's not considered divorced. Exactly. Amai, what's the reason? The Gemara says, wait a second, granted it's going to fall, but when it falls, it falls within her Dalet Amos. So even if she doesn't acquire it by holding it because it falls on the floor, she's acquired it with her four Amos. So the Gemara says, no. It's where it didn't fall in her four amos, meaning it fell out of the hands because they were bent downwards, and immediately it was burnt by uh, lightning, meaning it was burnt up immediately. How? I don't know. The Gemara says, But let her be divorced with the airspace of... Yeah. Let her be divorced by the airspace of the Dalet Amos. So the Gemara says, This will resolve a Shiloh of Rebbe Lazar. Tipshit the boy Rebbe Lazar. We can resolve the following Shiloh of Belazar. Belazar asked, Arba Amos Sha'amru, Yeshlan Avir, O Ein Lahen Avir. When we say a person's four Amos acquire from him, is it even in the airspace that it acquires or not? So, Tifsha, the fact that we're paskining over here of Yehuda saying it's not effective, it would explain to Ein Lahen Avir. Because if it did have Avir and the Avir would acquire, so then it should be effective immediately in the airspace, even if it got burnt right after. So the Gemara answers, No, the case of Rav Yehuda is, she's standing by the river. So therefore, she bends her hands like this, immediately when it falls, it's not going to fall on a place at all that's theoretically able to, to rest. From the beginning, it was going to be destroyed. So therefore, the Shaila of Rebbe was where it's within an Arba Amos that it could theoretically fall on the floor. Exactly. It's immediately. So therefore, in this case, it's Pasha that maybe Rebbe Yudah is saying it's Pasha that it wouldn't be effective because initially when it was thrown at her, it wasn't going to land in her hands and it wasn't going to land on the floor either. It was going to go in the river and get swept away. Rebbe Lazar's Shiloh was a different case, which was where uh, it was going to land on the floor, and that's actually not resolved by this. We're stopping the bottom of Ayin and Bezer. Shall pick up tomorrow with Daf and Tess. Everybody have a wonderful day.